G'day and welcome to Giddy Up Podcast, episode 12. My name is JT and of course I'm joined by triple world champion and all-round good bloke, Mr. Donny Elgin. Oh, thanks, JT. What did I say just before when we did this before? Oh, no, I'm only kidding. It's like deja vu, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, welcome if you're listening to our podcast. Uh, welcome to the show. Um, we are very excited to bring you a cracking lineup tonight. And guess what? For the first time, we're not going to tease you with all this visual stuff because we aren't talking to you directly, my friends. But as you know, we do do this live on Facebook. So if you do and you've got the time and you can watch us live when we're there, make sure you jump on because you'll see extra bits that aren't in this podcast. Yeah, you'll see all the prizes you missed out on. Yarra Valley, <laughs> Big Beer Gut, and Tradey.com. Oh, that's exactly right. So, yes, um, got to get amongst it. No, that's exactly. So we've got a big show lined up now. We do want to just, um, oh, I suppose, just get straight into some good news stories, I think, Don, because it's been a big oh. week. Well, it's been a big week. So uh, let's just get straight into our You Bloody Ripper. You Bloody Ripper. Well, as you know, Donnie, there were some big storms that went smashing through Melbourne last week, and Jesus caused a bit of chaos. I'm not sure if you um, you were across it at all, Don. Did you happen to see some it of the scenes get caught up in it? Would not matter how big the rock was, JT. You couldn't have missed this, mate. If you're sleeping under a rock, like, yeah, this it was, is, it was yep, big, right? There was some trees trees down and power lines down, and it, and flooding everywhere. So, unfortunately, for a lot of the people that lived in the Dandenongs, um, they just got the horrible news a couple of days ago that. Osnet, who are responsible for the power grid, have said that it's going to be at least another three weeks until Hang they can on, get JT, power can going. You tell us that you had some good news. You probably remember <laughs> that's usually a good bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, well, obviously that's that's bad news. So if you're living around Mount Dandenong and Sassafras and Sherbrooke and these sorts of suburbs, bad news for for power out for a few weeks. But the one thing I love about Australians, Don, is when when the chips are down and people have got their backs up against the wall as a community. Everyone just seems to jump in and find a way. And so the good news in this You Bloody Ripper story, I think we've got to give a shout-out to a few people here, Donnie, and uh, I just want to say that to to, uh, Australian civil industries, how good are these guys? They are in the business of generator hire, and they thought that people were really struggling. So they rang up 3AW and said, you know what, we've got some generators that are spare. We're just going to go and deliver them to people that haven't got any power. So they actually dropped them off free of charge, hooked everything up for people and got it going in about 10 places. And I know it's only 10 out of 3,000, but they've done everything they can. And then Signet, who uh, are in sort of power supply stuff, said, uh, shit, we've got a whole bunch of power banks that we could actually go and help and deliver. And then another guy from Yarra Valley Ride said, well, hell, we'll go and bloody help deliver them for you. So they actually jumped in their van, went around to deliver all these power charges to everyone. And then Autobahn said, you know what, we've got some generators lying around. We'll, we'll hand some out as well. So I think it's just really con- awesome when you've got, um, you know, people are just hearing that Aussies are in stress and going, you know what, what can we do in our little business and our little way to help you? So I just wanted to give a shout out to those companies. I think it's bloody awesome. Oh, that's funny. A good pickup too, JT, because we're we're very quick to kick, and and we don't mind uh, you know laying the boot in when people we think deserve it. Um, but we're also big on credit where credit's due, and absolutely, there's some credit deserved right there. So uh, good on those companies. That's bloody awesome. Yep. Well played. And uh, and hang in there. Hang in there to all the people that are doing it tough. I heard the other day that they couldn't use the water, but they've got no bloody power, that's and then right. they've got water no as well. access to drinking water. I mean, that's a tough run. But the uh, if there's one thing that's absolutely 
absolutely sure is that tough times don't last, the good people do. So if you can just ride the wave, get through this, and uh, I'm talking now, obviously, to them in past tense because clearly, JT, they're not listening because they've got no bloody power <laughs> yeah, to listen to the show Very, very true. <laughs> but if you somehow are listening to us uh, through the miracles of technology, <laughs> hang in there, guys. The hang show. in there. <laughs> Dickhead of the week. You suck. Oh, now, so going from the good stuff straight to the bad, Donnie, who are you throwing into the bloody uh, under the bin this time? Under the bus this week, JT, goes to, well, can't even call her an old mate because she's not, bloody Caroline Wilson. She oh, got stuck she done? into Seb Ross and a few about uh, saying, hey, you know what, there's some St Kilda people and St Kilda members would be rightly pissed off that, you know, players are heading home to their family. Oh, God, could you, ch- um, could you, uh, you know, they... They shouldn't be leaving. Yes, they're professional players and they're paid to do a job. Mm. But, uh, JT, I, I got this question for you, mate, and sure, I've got it for sure. anyone. Yep. I, I'm fortunate in my day job when I'm not out and about speaking at functions that I lead a team of people. If any one of those team come to me and said, Don, I've got to go home, something's wrong with my family, yep. my very next word would be, go, what are you still doing here? Call me when you're at home. Let me know if you need something. Yep. Yep. Um and regardless what job you do, regardless how much you've been paid, when you're on your deathbed, JT, you're not looking back thinking about your job. It's all to do with the people that are around you and mm. families there. So, yep. uh, yes, they're professional players. And, yes, we'd love the stars in the football team. But I think if you give it to the players to be able to call the shots, then they will do it. So my kick in the guts this week is to Caroline Wilson mm. for – Second, second guessing and questioning those players. If they had to go home, they had to go home, and, and that should be the end of it. So, Donnie, to set the scene, because I haven't seen a lot of the news this week. What, what, um, what, what actually happened? They wanted to go home. What? Because why? But, well, there was family reasons. The the family said, oh, and it was due to their. Um, uh, I think one of the kids. I don't. I honestly, I don't know the circumstances, JT. So, but. For me, as soon as I hear somebody say, hey, there's, I've got to go home to be with my family, in, in my opinion, that's enough. Mm. And if there becomes a trend and that, you know, you start reeling out, oh, my auntie's dying again this week and this week and this week, and yep. clearly that person doesn't want to be there. And they, But people don't use that. They don't just roll that out to get out of mm. doing the job. And, and I wouldn't have thought that any player out there would rather be anywhere else. So when, a, when there's a need for it to go home, then... I think the media need to say, well, shit, what would what would they do in that circumstance? And they certainly, I reckon they're kidding themselves. They said they wouldn't go home. I'd expect Caro to stop her job on air if she had to, to go home. So and, re- reading and, the, um, the the run sheet, Don, which uh, I got from you yes, for once, it uh, actually says that um, Ross decided to return home to his wife and newborn twins. So, so this is not an injury. This is not someone dying. And I think Caroline Wilson's position, if I understand it correctly, to be yep. fair, I haven't heard it. Uh, her position was that he's getting paid eight hundred thousand bucks a year. He's a professional footballer. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, she's had some twins, but there's nothing. No one's you know dying here. There's no one injured, mate. Do your job. That's what you're employed to do. And she obviously got criticised pretty heavily from that. Is that what how it played out? Yeah. Well, that's my understanding. So my, my understanding, JT, is that if, if regard like. The first thing I'm going to say is, do we think that the player, that the family, and there's got to be a fair emphasis on the the wife, on the rest of the family that would call a player home. So first things first is you have to respect that they understand the situation. Mm. And again, you know what? I would ask that question and say, hey, don't, like if, if, Wolf called me out, right, and I'm making a million bucks a year, and it doesn't matter how much I'm making, and said, hey, I need you home, 
in my head, my first question is, is everything okay? And, and I'll try and work, you know, whatever I could do from wherever I was. But in reality, if I had to go, I had to go. And there's times, JT, when I've been called out, like my daughter's buddy hit her head on the front step and had to be carted off in an ambulance. You know what? There's nothing I can do in that situation and it's sorted. So you've got to say, maybe you don't have to go. But I reckon the media are are pretty quick at just going, nah, stuff it. You know what? You're getting paid to be a player. You've got to play. And I just go, yeah, most of the time that's the case. But I think when family's involved, I don't always agree. Yeah, no, look, I agree. I think it's a decision that should be made between clearly the player, the club uh, and, and the partner, and that's it. It's, it's a relevant one anyone else thinks. And uh, if that was the best thing for them to do, piss off everyone and let him do what he's got to do. Yeah, tough one, but uh, that's my dickhead of the week, JT. Love it. Dick of the week. Uh, now, uh, Donny, uh, I do like to this try and... This always excites uh, me, uh, you know, just, It could go anywhere with Geek of the Week. Uh, it's, we've gone to signs, we've got Mars, we've gone who knows. But you know, this point, I'm actually going to go uh, back to some uh, an animal kind of related topic tonight. I want to talk about invertebrates, Donny, because it turns out that some new researchers just found out that they're actually a lot smarter than we think. Is now, this like in your back? No, like invertebrates. Vertebrate. We're talking like, well, I'm going to give you a couple of examples of ants... Right octopuses, bees, those sorts of things, Donnie. Um, because this new research, and this is pretty bloody exciting, I reckon. Um, I don't know, have you heard of the mirror test before, Donnie? Oh, when you look through a mirror and if it's not a mirror... You don't see your reflection; it's a window. Is that? Yeah, basically. Cool? Yeah, it's um, you know, it's, it's mm. deemed as a bit of intelligence whether you can actually recognise yourself in a mirror. And typically, what they do is to make sure that you understand is they'll then put something on you, like a dot or something, and to see if you actually try and remove it um, from yourself. And so, there's this whole test that they've been doing for a long period of time, and uh, it turns out that um, you know, there's there's not many that can actually pass the test. So, since 1970, only apes, dolphins, elephants magpies and a type of cleaner fish have passed the test that's it wait they put a bloody uh, a sticker on a dolphin and expected the dolphin to get it off yeah uh well they obviously put not there's not always a sticker they do something on the animal to see if they can actually recognize it and try and get it off right so what they've just found out though donnie is they're adding some more stuff to that because i kid you not um, mm-hmm. And this is something that you probably never even thought out thought of, Donnie. Probably not. Um, <laughs> Fair chance. But ants, Donnie. Ants. Unless you got a helmet on. Ants have passed the test. What? They're smart. They're smart, and they actually did this. Um, they did this test, and uh, again, what they ended up doing was uh, they put a blue dot on the forehead of the ants, and when the ants saw themselves in the mirror, like we do when we go out in public, they busily scrubbed mm-hmm. away the dot until it was removed. So that preening really? wasn't observed if the blue dot wasn't placed on their head or where they couldn't see it. So they've now proven... Was it a feeling thing, JT? Did they just go, oh, this bloody, I've got this blue dot in my head and just give it a screw? Like, was it annoying them? Uh, well, you could probably argue that, but they do think that, and this was done over thousands of, of ants, and uh, they've obviously tried, I assume, a few different materials and stuff, and it pretty much passed the test. So... That was sort of big news because they've obviously, you know, you, you see a whole bunch of ants and you go, look, they're probably switched on. They seem to know how to get in my house and get in every bloody hole uh, known to man. Yeah. But uh, we've never really sort of gone, you know what, they're intelligent beings. So um, yet uh, octopus is done and I, and I think there's been a lot 
lot of you can type in YouTube and type octopuses and you'll see thousands of videos. I'm not going to show them today. Oh yeah, they've selected the World Cup winners. And stuff they are just the they're right. just incredible. So um, they, they can open childproof containers, untie knots. They have they're masters of escape. They have emotion. They demonstrate play behaviour. They have personalities and they learn by watching others. So there is obviously very you- smart. You make that out like they're very smart, but seriously, what else they got to do? Like they're sitting around, they're not got to go to work the next day. They got bloody time on their hands, JT, to sort this shit out. This is true. So have a lot of other animals, though, Don, and I don't see them stepping up to the plate. But um, the interesting thing that's come out of this research, though, is that they actually think that because of the evolutionary distance between mammals and octopuses, they actually think that consciousness was first developed by eight-legged curiosities rather than humans. We've always thought we were the first to have sort of consciousness and be aware of ourselves, Um, but they're now thinking, no, actually, uh, it looks like from an evolutionary point of view, it's happened twice. So you're saying that the um, that's from the octopuses, right? That was from octopuses, correct? Yep. So, so JT. Are you trying to tell me that the octopus is going to take over the world? No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they're going to take over the world, but I'll tell you what, they're taking over the oceans. They're pretty bloody smart. So um, anyway, that's my little geek of the week. I think it's important we just keep across a bit of science news every now and then, Don. Oh, we're caught up in what's happening on The Bachelor and all these things, but a lot, a lot happening in mm. science still, Don. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot, JT. It scares me just how much we don't know, JT. I like it. Like Probably that. better that way. <laughs> Donnie's pick of the week. Ah, this is when we just go, you know what? This could just go anywhere, Donnie. Over to you. <laughs> well, JT, I, this is a short and sharp one for me this week because I don't want to bloody bring the world down with my whinging, but uh, mate, I've been a supporter for a long time as much as I could from, well, you called your man Dan and he's, uh, well, he's not back yet, but he is playing games with your emotions saying that he will be back. <laughs> um, however, JT, we haven't seen him and since you said he wasn't coming back, I'm sort of starting to think that he, well, he might not be, but he said he is. So anyway, listen to this, JT. <laughs> I'm I'm absolutely a bit gobsmacked, mate, because little Midgey, my third born, <laughs> who cert- turns out to be the smartest in our family, by the way, she's got a bloody good result on it. Anyway, she um, she's playing finals netball, JT. Yeah, no yeah. spectators. Right. The the rule come out: you can have one family member, and yeah. they got to stand on the other side of the fence of this community sport mm-hmm. because you might catch COVID. That's not actually in the community, JT. So. There's a big part of me goes, oh, you know what, I've got to call bullshit on this. So needless to say, two family, three family members went down to watch Midgey today because I go, no, at some point you've got to stand up to this and go, it's just fucking rot. You know what, you know, 7,000 people in a stadium, 80Ks from Melbourne, where there's no COVID and then they all sit together. Like there's some bloody logic there, if you don't mind. Surely you'd spread them out if there's a big concern. But then you can't have any community sport. JT, I just want to say, get stuffed. Vic government, um, you're losing me. I was trying to hang in there, but no, nah, you can get stuff. I'm not with you. Donnie, I'm 100% anyway. with you because my daughter had netball finals today as well and uh, we had exactly the same rules at our competition and uh, it was insane. You literally had parents on the other side of the fence going, what difference does that make having them stand on the mm. other side of a 
the cyclone <laughs> fence uh, and one's on the inside. It's just insane. And not only that, I, I don't know if Midgey, but um, with my daughter M, they had two eight-minute halves. So they actually had to play the semifinals and the grand final today. So they basically had one V4, two V3, and then, you know, the playoff and the, and the thing. Oh, and but, then so no game next week, JT? No, that's it. Uh, it was done. How'd you go? And, uh, well, they won the first one and uh, got in the grand final and went down by two in the, in the grand final. But, you know, it's weird because you play four quarters, obviously, in netball all year. So they're used to playing mm. four quarters. They change their positions, all that sort of stuff. And then, no, no, stuff that. The format's out the window. This is what we're going to do. And, yeah, I agree with you. It's just bloody ridiculous. Why do we lose our shit? Well, anyway, on a good news, JT, uh, Midgey won today and M won first game. So that's bloody good. Well so, done. Congratulations. Uh, well done on Midge, that. So they are awesome. back next week. Ah, oh, uh, there we go. Midge into the granny. So um, we will get Whoa. down there. Live footage, yeah. Donnie. Are we going to have some footage from that? Well, yeah, there will be some footage. Mate. I'm go. hoping there's no tears, and if they are, I hope their tears are joy. But anyway, JT, um, I'm a big fan of saying get to community sport, um, enjoy it, take it in. Uh, if you're really short of things to do, get to the old boys tomorrow. I'm playing. Uh, Here we go. There's five, the plug. <laughs> and I think that's really why they're trying to say don't go to community sport because it's not that pretty when you watch us <laughs> running around and legs are falling off. No, you've got to get down. Where are you playing tomorrow, Donny? What what ground are you at? Uh, JT, we're at uh, at Parkdale. We're on the oh, uh, just off the Penn Highway. Highway. Yeah, yeah. Played a few so down I'm, there. Uh, I'm a bit pumped. I'll start on the bench. That's my normal position. Coming oh, on the bench, just, and just, just pinch hitter. Yeah, that's it. Come just on the there, opposition just suck him into a sense of oh, we've got this, and all of a sudden they trot out the Donny, and away you go. Yeah, it's like oh <laughs> shit. But, no, it'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. So uh, get amongst it. JT's pick of the week. Oh, now, Don, it's not, uh, it's not every show that has a triple Paralympian that is one of the co-hosts. So I thought I've got to make the most of this opportunity, Don, because obviously oh, my yeah. pick, I could go anywhere. But I've gone, you know what? There was a uh, Shelby Houlihan. Now, I don't know if you know Shelby. You've probably never heard Shelby of her. Shelby Dunawa. Never no. heard of her? Is well, it a her or him? Uh, it's definitely a her. And, uh, well, her, Shelby, yep, uh, let's just say, um, got banned for four years, Donnie. Oh, drug cheek. Yep, drug cheek. Um, what was it? Well, Donnie, this is what I – yeah, yeah, um, yeah, you're right. You've got it spot on. Uh, nandrolone, um, which nandrolone, is a, right. a type, type of uh, steroid. And, uh, well, um, Donnie, she got the ban and she claims she it's ate like a, distant, a tainted pork burrito was the reason why she got a positive steroid test. So she had a mm. pork burrito the day before she got tested. And, uh, well, it is – she's since learned that um, eating pork can lead to a false positive for nandrolone um, because apparently certain types of pigs produce it naturally in high amounts, Donnie. Now, she appealed the decision and uh, lost that and copped the four years, Donnie. Now, you've been around sport for a long time. Would, do you reckon you'd be aware of uh, any dodgy foods maybe that could cause some problems? Oh, JT, I did hear the Collingwood footballers. Was it? Jeez, oh, I better not be careful on that. I did hear some footballers <laughs> that uh, ate a steak in New Zealand, I think, and they, they called that they uh, they had a higher reading of bloody some drug that's not supposed to be in your body. Right. Um, but, uh, mate, the, the rules are simple. Uh, we are responsible for what goes in our body as athletes, mm. and there's uh, ignorance is not a uh, an exception. So, Stiff, I reckon, uh, yes, I, I think I... I would have been aware of it. Never heard of that before. That said, I don't bloody pose to be a doctor and know what's uh, what these meats are going to do to me. But uh, geez, I, I reckon you're, calling you're bullshit, really hard done by. Yeah, you're calling bullshit, aren't you? If you reckon you had 
Uh, there's no way. There's not a hope in hell. And we will be talking to uh, to Nant uh, shortly, who who is a qualified nutritionist. So we'll, we'll have a chat. But it sounds quite complete crap to me. Mate, the only pig that gives you a positive test is a lying pig. JT, <laughs> cop it in your jocks. What's her name? Shelby. Uh, yeah, Tell Shelby your story, Morgan. So if you're a cheap piss off, she's got, I've got no place for you. She's got four years I to write her book. To, yeah, no. Nah, good on you, JT, for bringing that up. And I reckon it's not going to be the only uh, Olympian. Was it Olympian? I don't want to give uh, it. I don't, I don't she know. She was she, a former Olympian. Oh, well, once you're Olympian, you're always Olympian. So, uh, yep, tell your story, Walk, and if you cheated, get stuffed. There There's you go. too many people that have done it too hard for too long and with no drugs, and uh, and they don't deserve to be lining up beside bloody cheats. So nah, get stuffed. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. So, uh, yeah, piss off. Now, uh, speaking of get stuffed, uh, if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, Drop in and give us a review. It takes about two seconds because we oh, haven't yeah. had a review for ages. Good, bad, indifferent. Just say something. Just get us get in there and put a five star on there, and that'll make our day. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Just the good ones, JT. Otherwise, get well. Stuffed. You know, I mean, we, that's up to us. We've got to make sure we do a good job, I suppose. So imagine uh, if Shelby listens to this. What sort of review is she going to give us? Oh, not a good one. Yeah, probably not. But uh, that's okay. I'll cop no. it from a drug cheat. Get stuff. Her opinions are relevant. Caroline so, uh, Wilson's listening tonight. She's not going to give us a good oh, review. Oh no, that's true. Now, um, Donnie, we did talk on our. Two people don't review. Uh, we did talk on our last show that we were going to do a discussion in between our live shows where we're going to talk about some Ooh. juicy topics. So we've got a few oh, juicy ones and I just want to just, just tease it a little bit, Donnie, because I want to get into vaccinations because I've just had a gut Ooh, feel. Okay. Yeah. There's more people dying from, from the vaccine than there are from COVID, Don. So oh, up until Jake. the 13th of June, 303 deaths following the oh, vaccination for COVID-19. And you would have heard in the news that the AstraZeneca advice has now changed. And they've now said, oh, actually, no, we're only going to give it to people age 60 now because, <laughs> well, people keep bloody dying. So, Don, this is Australian data. 56.6% of people who received the first jab have reported an adverse reaction. 556 Oh, so you've gone Andy Vaxo on me. Is I'm going. I'm going hard, Donny. We're going to have a big chat about that on our show. And the other thing I want to say is, look, I haven't been to the snow for a while, but I was looking forward to going up to to Buller oh, this yes, year and snow. and going the Get snow. But the Victorian government, Donny, on a Friday. Victorian government said, you know what? That's all good. You want to go and have a go up the snow and you know, get on the skis and get up on the mountains yep. and have a drink and all good. But you just got to go and get a COVID test and you've got to be cleared within three days of arrival. Otherwise, you're not allowed on the mountain. Oh, oh, that that's probably going to take a bit of a hit for the the chalets up there. Fair okay, to say the uh, ski associations aren't too happy about that decision because uh, a lot of people are going more stuff, and I'm just not going to go. Um, mm. So we're going to we're going to sort of have a bit more of a chat about that. And Donnie, of course, we're all keen to get back to travelling, and it seems now that oh, things yes, are starting to change. Countries are starting to say we're going to be introducing proof of vaccination for entry so in europe already greece germany france italy croatia are all saying no you're gonna to have to prove that you've had the vaccine to come into our country now they haven't said how they're going to do that yet but they've said that is their intent but wow. just to make things a bit tricky don there's rumors mm -hmm. that the airlines are going to be banning people that have had the vaccination hey wait what well, Hang on, Jake. I uh, know, right? Um, again, Back this up. Just rumours. We had um, bloody little Joycey, what's his name, Alan? Yeah, who said they were going to give incentives for people that got the vaccination, right? But because everyone's uh, dying of blood cots, Donnie, what happens when you go on long flights? 
Oh, Blood Clot City. Mm. Yes. So Big airlines are st- airlines are starting Money. to say, hang on a minute, if you've had the vaccination, you're at a higher risk of getting blood clots and uh, we don't really want that liability on us. So there are rumours that airlines are potentially going to ban people that have had the vaccinations. It is a rumour. Um, but the, well, I think that what we get out of this, Donnie, <laughs> And this show wouldn't mess. run on rumours, <laughs> no, That's right. The whole thing's a bloody mess, Donnie. But, uh, so we're going to have a good chat about that uh, uh, during the week. Oh, man, there's a lot to talk about. I like it. Uh, and, of course, um, we also want to touch on a couple other things, Donnie, uh, that I think you threw up around. Well, when have you done enough to call it quits on your own terms? Because we had obviously Buckley, uh, uh, Collingwood coach, uh, oh. ended up last week with his last game. So we're going to drill into that, I think, Donnie, and go, well, what, what do you reckon? When, when have you done enough to earn to go out on your own? Yep. Uh, I reckon cracking topic, JT, because there's some people and uh, and one of your boys from North Melbourne, uh, games record holder, and uh, got the heave-ho. And see, you know what, JT, we will absolutely unpick that because there's a fair bit in that where you uh, you get to the top of the game, you've done more than everybody else, mm-hmm. and yet you still get some prick with their foot in your back because they've got their own agenda. Mate, I look forward to Looking forward one. to that chat. So that one will be just released as a podcast uh, during the week. So make mm. sure you, uh, well, if you've subscribed, to any of our channels if you're following us on Facebook or YouTube or bloody Spotify, Is whatever. It free or you know, it's completely free. Not, and you'll get notified when that podcast comes out. It's as simple as that, Donnie. Um, how do we monetize oh, I, I don't know how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie, uh, Hero of the Week, this is big. Over to you. Oh, JT, JT, JT. You've got to listen to this name. Uh, Christian Erickson. Mate, he, he was doing? just having a little friendly, or he wasn't that friendly. It was bloody soccer match, and it was a Euro 2020. And um, and he's out there, and he's having a kick of the footy, and then uh, soccer, and then, mate, bang. What happened? He had himself cardiac arrest. Down he went, and I've seen the footage, and it's bloody, it's disturbing when you watch somebody who who is has no control. So yep. he literally has hit the deck. Um, and what I really and, – and why I'm saying this is he's not the hero for having a bloody heart attack playing footy, oh. what the hero comes from is his teammate and is also the captain. And uh, and his name is Simon uh, Cager, I think. He, I'm, I'm never going to get that. <laughs> That'll do. That's close him. enough. <laughs> him. Simon's <Fine> <laughs> Simon is a bloody anyway. Look him up. He's the captain of the footy team. What uh, was it? Denmark it was a Denmark's captain, JT. Mm. And I'll tell you what I liked about this bike. In an instant, he just got his shit together. He took a breath, which is a rule number one when there's a uh, a crisis: is take a breath, don't panic. He straight away got the tongue out of the way, so he wasn't going to choke on his tongue and commence CPR, JT, until the medicos got out there. And then when they've done that, the next thing he did is he straight away then grabbed the rest of the team, got up and put a, uh, a group of the, the teammates around him so that the cameras couldn't film the medicos while he trying to resi- revive him. And the BBC, mate, they copped the absolute shellacking for the amount of footage they showed on this mm-hmm. and continued to show when somebody – I mean, you, you show the injury, but when somebody's past that point, there's people that have got no control watching their family member potentially out yeah, there. Right. You know, I don't know if he's dead alive yep. and so the captain's call was to uh, get the team in there shield him and then of course this a real bloody clincher this bit JT went over to his wife who had made her way down to the stands and just grabbed her and said listen it's going to be okay and and just talked her through the panic and the heartache that she was feeling so mate hats off to that fella I absolutely think he's a legend 
And clearly is this week's Hero of the Week, JT, because that just goes to show if you know first aid, you don't think twice, you just your instincts kick in and you do what's required. And, and that, my friend, is how you become a hero. So good on him. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a bloody fantastic effort, I've got to say. Uh, well done. Um, so... Yeah, I also got a feel, I reckon, for I was when I was getting this photo ready uh, earlier, and I know we're not talking about image, but I just love the goalie was actually in pretty much in the background of every single photo, and I reckon he's gone, hang on a minute, I was bloody giving a chop <laughs> out here, but... Uh, Bit of me the, time. The captain's getting all the bloody uh, leg it, but uh, oh, it was oh, fantastic. Golly, they never it? miss a beat, do they? Always there trying to get their bloody <laughs> Bit of me time. The camera. He's like, you've got the different colour shirt, mate. Is that not enough, right? It's uh, um, No, it was a fantastic effort, and uh, he's obviously rightly got some fantastic praise all over the world for the way he handled that. So uh, a very worthy winner, Donnie, well, of, he- uh, of the Hero of the Week. JT, you know he's made it big time when he gets mentioned on the Giddy Up podcast, mate. Probably go down as a career highlight, I would have thought, Donnie. Yeah, um, without doubt. Uh, no question about it. Now, this is very exciting because uh, each week we get to talk live to to Nant uh, and she's going to give us some great health tips and we've got Back some good again. stuff. Uh, we've got some good stuff lined up tonight as well. So. Uh, g'day, Nant. Welcome aboard. Oh, oh Ned, the, the looks of the Giddy Up podcast have just gone tenfold. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, mate. Now, um, now, and the IQ, by the way. Yeah, the IQ's definitely gone up. Now, um, <laughs> now tonight we, uh, we're we going to be talking about uh, so, some stuff around, uh, well, I think it's, a, it's a, something that we all do. It's about sort of measuring ourselves and getting a gauge of things. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what we're covered for tonight? Yeah, look, this is going to be a two-part thing. So we're going to go. I'm going to give you a list tonight that's really important, and we're going to go through why, a few stories, how to do it in the next lot when I'm on next time. So if you've got any questions about this list, please send them through in the meantime to Squiggles or Don, and he can they can send them to me. Um, but this is something that's really, really frustrating for me because. We know more about silly celebrities and what goes on in their life and, and sports people than we do with our own bodies. So I'm going to give you a list of things that we really need to start taking notice of. First is sleep. You'll hear people say, I don't sleep well. Well, you need to start getting curious about your body and understanding what does that mean? Does that mean that you go to bed too late? Does it mean that... You don't go to sleep straight away. Does it mean you're waking up during the night? Do you have restless legs? Do you have bad dreams? So you need to become really aware of what's going on in your body. Then we need to look at what's going in your body. You'll often ask people, what did you eat two days ago? You won't remember. Completely understandable. We've got a lot going on. But what happens is people will say, I only eat pizza once a week and I only eat chocolate once a week and I only have KFC once a week. And before we know it, there's a lot of once a weeks that add up. So this thing that people say about balance and moderation doesn't work when you say, I only have this once a week, when you have something, a little bit of everything once a week. The other thing is energy. You know, what's your energy like when you wake up in the morning? What's it like during the day? Does it fluctuate? You need to know where your energy is at. Um, bowel movements are a big one guys so many people are so hesitant to speak about bowel movements you need to know how regular you are the consistency the shape the form the color how much do you wipe how often how many times do you need to wipe do you have pain do you have bloating 
These are really important things to be aware of. You need to do self-checks, skin checks, uh, breast checks. You need to be doing this yourself. You need to know how often you move. You know, a lot of people say, well, I move all the time. But then when you get a bit deeper, they'll say, well, I've been busy the last two weeks. I haven't, I haven't really gone to the gym or done anything for two weeks. So we need to be really aware of this. How much alcohol are we taking in? Do we have headaches, pains, dizziness, things like that? Are we having signs, signals and symptoms in our body? Um, we also need to look at, you know, things like bowel screening. We get, at a certain age, we, I think it's 50, we get sent bowel screening through the mail. It literally could not be any easier. You send it back through the mail. They send you the results. Now, other tests we need some help with. So we need to make sure you're getting regular blood tests from your doctor. Now, when you get your blood tests, they are your blood tests. So make sure you get a copy of them. They belong to you. Make sure that you have your blood pressure checked on a regular basis. A lot of people I'll ask, how was your blood pressure? If I Before I take it with them, how was your last blood pressure check? And they'll say, yeah, the doctor said it was fine. What was it? I don't know. They said it was fine. Ask. If the doctor says your blood pressure is fine, ask, great, what is it? Know what your blood pressure is. Know what your heart rate is. Making sure that you have your prostate checks when it's time, you have your pap smears, you have your eye checks, you have your ear checks. Now, I am the first person to put my hand up and say, I hate these checks. I am a four-year-old. In I am a toddler when it comes to needles and checks and I and Squiggles can attend, attest to this. I am the worst ever. I actually had a knee operation once and I knew the anaesthetist because I behaved like a four-year-old. He gave me a teddy bear that the volunteers kindly made for the four-year-olds that went into hospital and cried. So I get it. I get it's annoying. But we're going to go through next week why these checks are so important and why we need to be getting really hyper aware of our body, getting curious with our body and knowing more about our body than we do about those silly bloody celebrities. So that is my tip for this week and we will go further into it next time I'm on. There we go. You've heard it first. Write it all down. Thank you, Nat. We look forward to uh, next week and uh, finding out what we do with all these measurements. Oh, I think, thanks, man. I've got a bloody book full of uh, thing, a, a full list here of all the things you've just said. And there are a couple of things I took from that is there's a lot of shit in the mail. Uh, that seems to be obvious. Um, and that's that's usually for over 50s. Um, JT and I did work for Australia Post for a while. And I did. Was, uh, um, yeah, didn't have any idea. But anyway, blood test, you're right. We do know more about celebs than we do about our own bodies, and it's a bloody great takeaway, that, Nant. So, Can I just say, I just saw Buff um, ask about squiggles. It's before Don goes on to some rant about <laughs> something, who knows what. It's, it's to do with tech. It's because he's so brilliant at tech and he can make oh. anything happen with tech. Nothing That's rude. where squiggles. Nothing rude, Donny. <laughs> Nothing rude at all. So, uh, wouldn't have dreamed of it. Thank you, gorgeous. We will. Uh, we will see you next week on the show. Uh, see you, Ned. Oh, I've got a bloody list of homework to do here, JT. <laughs> yeah, you've got a lot of homework. Next week. Jeez, all right, catch you next week. Doing a few of those. Bye bye. <laughs> Uh, 
Uh, Donnie, uh, we love a good uh, life hack, Don. What have you got for the people today that is going to change their life? JT, uh, this is a life changer. Now, you're not the only guru when it comes to, like, the gadgety mm, okay. and geeky stuff, right? There we go, yeah. I've done some research, mate. <laughs> hang research. on a minute. Really? Yeah, true story. <laughs> okay. Now, get you, uh, this, kids, this is what I think you, the next app that's going to take off. It, it's changed more lives in the last, well, probably month than any other app that's ever hit. It's bigger than Fortnite. It's huge, this thing. It's got people all around the world playing with it. It's called Anom. Uh, I'll spell it for you, JT. It's A-N-O-M. Now, this little app here, JT, our friends in the force, well, let us let me cut to the chase, JT. No, do it. The FBI made this app, gave it to a heap of dumb fuck um, drug dealers <laughs> and bad the people e again. Yep, yep. and said, hey, guys, this is foolproof. And as two other apps got ripped off, right, like they were taken down, they mm. needed some sort of secret device to be able to communicate. And so they made this one, gave it to the um, a couple of the insiders that, uh, that are moving some shonky shit, and they, the FBI were able to use this app and track literally every conversation, every little bit of bad shit that was going on. So they had the criminals' where, whereabouts and understandings and plans literally delivered to them from the criminals. How good is that, JT? Now, that's an app that'll take off. Yeah, I don't think it's going to, but uh, geez, it did take down globally hundreds of criminals and, and murder convictions and drugs off the streets and stopped a whole oh, bunch of things. It was, uh, I have no doubt. Donnie, that is going to be a cracking movie at some point. Yeah, absolutely. JT, what I, you know, my favorite piece of this is the FBI actually had it subscription based. So they actually had to pay <laughs> to use it. How good is that? Oh, mate, that's gold. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely going to make a cracking movie. The guy that um, I think uh, they, they named him last week, um, that was one of the first people to get it, who said, yeah, boys, get onto this. I would not want to be that guy. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to find a rock big enough to hide under. Would no, you like no. Yep, big lot of shit he's in, I'd imagine. Yeah, I would have thought so. Um, all right, Donnie, uh, we're flying through this. We've got one more episode, which is, uh, well, every now and then we try and bring stuff, uh, well, down under, Donnie, um, where I can't find the bloody intro, but uh, it doesn't really matter. Uh, oh, there it is. Ah, uh, you bloody got it. Oh, I think it's <laughs> You bloody mongrel. Oh, you bloody mongrel. Not oh, I found it. What hey, do you got for us? JT, last week I gave you a bit of Australian history because you I did. figure it's a longest serving that we prime know minister, our yeah. prime ministers. We had the longest uh, sitting prime minister this year, uh, this week. JT, I have got the shortest sitting prime minister. Mm, probably not a good now you, good record you'd want. I wouldn't have thought. Well, you probably don't know his name because mm, he, he wasn't around that long. JT, mm, okay. Ha have a yeah. guess without uh, knowing. Have a guess how long? Like short prime minister, twelve months or something, probably before he got turfed out. Try seven days, JT. Seven days, a week. mate. Frank Ford, <laughs> short but sweet. He was born in 1890, died in 1983, so he had a decent interest. But he uh, was a shit prime minister. Well, I don't know if he was shit, but he just didn't <laughs> yeah, stay around week, long Donnie. enough to <laughs> what happened? find out, JT. What happened? 6th of July, 1945 to 13th of July, 1945. Seven days, short stint, and, uh, well... Jeez. It doesn't really matter what happened, JT. He didn't cut it. He Did didn't it. make much change in that time either, I wouldn't have thought. Let's be honest, you've done no research. You've got no idea what happened, have you? No, I just looked up short <laughs> prime ministers, and I had a long one last week. I don't there, know we go. Yeah, there we go. Just the stats, JT, stats. Ah, oh dear. All right, what Danny. Else we got? Well, we need, we need to fire this back up with some, some actual what research. Dad joke of the week. <laughs> 
Ah, uh, Don, nah, well. Now, this JT, I've already I've branded got, it. I've got a lot of pressure here. On here already. It's very hard so, to come up with jokes, Donnie, and uh, luckily we've got a Who Am I that's coming up for the people that are, that are watching. If you're listening to this podcast, you, can win you know stuff why. That, well, that, that's right, you can win stuff. So, uh, But if you're listening you to the podcast right now, I want to give you a bit of a joke to, uh, to well, give you a bit of humour. And, uh, well, what have I got? I hear you say, Donnie, what have I got is a very, very fair question because I'm going to give you a joke about a great fitting suit. Oh. Yeah, now, oh. No, that's nothing really exciting, a great fitting suit, really, is it? Um, but so a fellow was being sold a very, very cheap suit, Donnie, but the left mm-hmm. arm, when he put it on, he said, oh, the left arm's a lot longer than the right arm. Mm-hmm. And the sales clerk said, well, well, that's just why this suit's such a bargain, mate. Just cock your left shoulder up a little bit like this, tuck the left hole under your chin a bit like this, and you'll be right. Bob Jungle. And the customer goes, yeah, but hang on a minute, the right leg's way too short as well. Hmm. And the sales clerk's gone, no problems. He goes, just keep your right knee bent a little bit at times, you know, walk like this, and no one will notice. He said, that's why this suit's only 30 bucks, mate. <laughs> so finally he's gone, well, you know what? Um, all right, oh, I'm, I'm going to buy the suit. So he cocked his left shoulder into the air, tucked the suit lapel under his chin, bent his right knee, and he limps out of the store towards his car. Hmm. And at the same time, two doctors just happened to be going along and they noticed him. Good heavens, the first doctor, he said to the second doctor, he goes, Man, look at that poor crippled fellow. And the, doctor, the second doctor goes, yeah, he goes, but geez, doesn't that suit fit him well? I do a lot of gigs, JT, probably wouldn't open with it, but might give no, it No, that's pretty much all I had, really. Um, yeah. no, no, I've got another quick one for you. There was a prince that was put under a spell, and he was put under a spell so he could only speak one word per year. So if he didn't speak for two years, the following year he could speak for two words and so on. Oh, yeah. yeah so, you know, so one day he fell in love with a beautiful lady. Now, he refrained from speaking for two whole years so he could call her my darling. But then he wanted to tell her that he loved her. So he waited three more years. And at the end of these five years, he wanted to ask her to marry him. So he thought, oh, I'll wait another four years. So finally, as the ninth year of silence ended, he's led the lady to the most romantic place in the kingdom. He's, he's been thinking about these words for a long period of time, Donnie. So he says, my darling, I love you. Will you marry me? And the lady just looked at him and said, pardon? <laughs> oh, JT. How are you? How'd you be? <laughs> How would you be? Oh, God, my jokes are getting worse. Help me, people. If you've got some good jokes, send them in. We really, really, really need help. We'll probably go so far as to ask for Spiro for some of his. (laughs) Well, yeah. What's above E rating for the show? Because he's Spiro's. Yeah, yeah, we're in all sorts of trouble. Ah, uh, JT, the final fling, mate. This is it. This is the one I've got for our uh, our good listeners this week. Is that there is always two sides to every story. Don't settle for just one. And the reason I say that is because you don't need to care about what everybody says, but you should at least listen to what they say. That way, you can make an informed decision. The only time you lose is when you act upon advice. So there's no harm in listening to it 
doesn't mean you have to act upon it. So JT, always listen to two sides of the story. And if the story is only ever presented with one side, my advice is to seek out the other. The only way to do that is to ask lots of questions. So JT, always listen to your gut. But as a matter of fact, always listen to whatever comes your way. It's free advice, and then you can make informed decisions. There you go. Fantastic, Donnie. It's always a great way to end the show. So thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Remember, if you want to see more of the show inside and outside of the podcast that you're listening to right now, we have lots of video content. You just have to go to our website, Donnie, giddyuppodcast.com.au or find us on YouTube uh, as well, on Facebook Live, uh, et cetera. Just look for Giddy Up and you'll find us everywhere. Uh, That is all we've got for tonight's show we of course will see you well pretty buddy soon i hope (laughs) i do say i hope i tell you um donnie over to you to give us a fantastic close this is i know a big moment for you you got this you got it